1: So what can we expect Jameis Winston to say when he reports to training camp next week? And what are some of the other storylines for the Bucs as they enter this 2018 season? Will the Rays be without Wilson Ramos in the second half? And can they match what they did in the first half? Or will they fall off a bit? And where do Major League Baseball players rank the Trop as a stadium and Tampa Bay as a baseball city? We're joined by Tampa Bay Times columnist Tom Jones. We'll discuss... All that, and he's going to give you a great summer movie recommendation as well, all on this Friday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started, folks, I've got a special offer just for our listeners to this podcast from Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You're going to be able to make your anniversary engagement or any special occasion even more breathtaking from Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Get this, with a minimum purchase of $2,000, here's what you're also going to get a five-day, four-night cruise for two to the Caribbean on us. That's right. Five days, four-night cruise for two. And not only that, it includes your choice of cruise line and you get to pick where you're going on the Caribbean as well. You get to enjoy Las Vegas-style entertainment and fine dining. Make sure that you let our friend Andy know that you heard it from Rick and Steve on Sports Day Tampa Bay. So dazzle the one you love with diamonds. Then enjoy an ocean adventure cruise on us. It's just one of the Sunny getaways. So, get all the details from Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. And remember, don't waste your time at those shopping malls that get the big overhead, which means a higher price for you. Continental Wholesale Diamonds is going to provide you with an exquisite jewelry selection, one on one customer service, always at wholesale prices that are easy in the pocketbook. And best of all, there's no pressure. Go see my friend Andy at Continental Wholesale. He's going to pour you a nice scotch, He's going to help you find the perfect diamond for your loved one. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds, it's where I shop. And they're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. Tom Jones joins us now. And, Tom, we are six days from uh, training camp and the first workout. Uh, and it's hard to believe it's here, but it is. Uh, I'm curious because I, I imagine you'll go out there. I certainly will be there. And Jameis Winston will be there. And even though we have read his statement and uh, we know about the suspension, what do you expect that moment to be like? How? What are you looking to hear, if anything, from Jameis Winston – um, and and just sort of what what are you most curious about with him as we start the training camp in preseason
0: well I think Ricky has to say something I think he has to address it I don't expect him to, to address it every day in fact th- uh, I think it would be a distraction for him to talk about it every time somebody comes into town or a new a new reporter comes in or ESPN mm-hmm. or NFL network or whatever I think so there there needs to be something that he says day one just to address it and 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 uh, how far he goes in terms of what happened that night or if he just wants to give an apology or if he wants to be defiant, however, however he wants to play it. Um, but I don't think he can ignore it because I think the, if he tries to ignore it, people are still going to press him on it, and then it becomes a theme throughout training camp. I understand from his point of view he wants to put it behind him. Um, uh, I don't know if if that Instagram video or whatever he did um, was a way to sort of start moving past it and showing what he's doing on the football field. But I don't know what do you, what do you think, Rick? Like you know him better than I do, uh, yeah, I, 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 and I think he has to say something.
1: I think he'll uh, be asked for sure, and I think he's going to refer to his statement. I, I really yeah. don't expect him to talk about it at all um, other than to say, uh, you know, I, I I have moved forward. I am moving forward. I addressed it, you know, at the time of the suspension. You know, I'll refer you to my – I mean, that's yeah. sort of what I anticipate. Um, he's certainly not going to answer questions about why was your story different in November when you made a statement than – you know, what the NFL found to be the case, you know, uh, uh, you know several weeks ago. Um, I do think, though, you know, for Jameis, the, the bigger speech he needs to make is going to be to his teammates. Yeah. Um, many of whom I'm sure he sees in the offseason anyway. And, and, you know, generally players sort of have this attitude of, you know, I'm not going to question your money or anything that happens off the field. I love you as a teammate. Right. You know, right. blah, blah, blah. And I think that's, you know, publicly that's probably how everybody will, will address it. But you have to wonder if if there is any, any I don't know what the word would be, but, you know, look, he's put this football team in a precarious position. Right. And, you know, you're going to hear things from Dirk Cutter and others about how, you know, well, you treat it like it's an injury. We, we played three games without him last year and won two of them. But this is different. This is a self inflicted wound. Right. And I'm just curious, you know, and maybe we won't know until we see how the first three games turn out. But you know, if this team is 0 3 and they get sabotaged because of something he did uh, by not being available to his team, I think I think he'll have a lot of a lot of work to do to to sort of gain their trust back.
0: Yeah, I mean I'm I'm not in that locker room, Rick, so I he doesn't owe me an explanation and and how players feel about him. Uh, you know, that's, that's for them to decide about whether or not to free. But I think you're right, Rick. If a guy gets hurt, it's, it's one thing that's unavoidable. But when, when you sort of um, go, go around and and I'm not, I don't doubt that Jameis is a good teammate and he's, but that, that's one of the things he's known for is being a good teammate and being a hard worker and being available for the most part um, for his football team. And now you're not there and you're not available. And, I'm not here to suggest he's a bad teammate all of a sudden, but some players may look and say, look, this, you put the team in jeopardy here and, 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 uh, and, and you're, we're get, we might get off to a really rough start here because of something you did that was stupid. And so, uh, again, I'm sure the players will have his back because that's what football players do. That's that's mm-hmm. part of the culture of football and really all sports. Yep. Um, and uh, and, I, and so you, I don't think you're going to have any anybody outwardly coming out and saying, uh, something negative about Jameis, but at the same time, I think, yeah, I think I think it's important that he that he does address his teammates, and uh, and then moves on from there. Like I said, I I tend to agree with you in terms of what he says to us. I think he he will refer to a statement. He may say he may talk about, um, and, and maybe maybe the best thing for him to do is to sit on with somebody, whether it's you or somebody nationally, ESPN or whatever. How about um, you or me? <laughs> well that would be interesting actually and i you, i know a lot since of you called fans, for <laughs> him to be cut or
1: released i mean you know
0: well you know here's the other part rick and i think the glazers need to say something at some point you know but uh, i don't think they well, are that going ain't
1: to. Ha- that's not going to happen
0: but uh but maybe it would do Jameis good to, at some point to sit down one-on-one with somebody and say you know and, and you don't have to get the specifics of what happened look everybody has an opinion on what happened that night none of us know we but we all have a you know i think a lot of us have a pretty good idea what happened based on what the nfl said and what james's reaction was to it but at some point he's got to talk about you know where he is as a as a, as a person as a football player um and i think it's i think it's important that it's out in the open but um i'm sure they won't take my advice on that <clears throat>
1: The Bucks did not have uh, in any of their promotional videos that they put out the other day, and, and look, they could have another ten coming out tomorrow. But there were, I think, there were four of them. Jameis was not part of any of those promotional videos. Do you make anything of that?
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to, right? I mean, if most, if the if the Green Bay Packers came out with promotional videos and Aaron Rodgers wasn't a part of it, wouldn't it seem odd, you know? Or the the New England Patriots and Tom Brady's not a part of it? He's your quarterback. He's really, you know. I, st- I still think all of, like Joe McCoy in many ways is still the face of this franchise, but I mean James is right there. He's your starting quarterback. He's your former number one pick. He's your uh, arguably your best player. And so what does it mean? I mean, is I, it they, they couldn't it means, win
1: because if they put him out there, it, it sounds like they're tone deaf. I mean, what? what yeah, what is, I think
0: so. Yeah, I think it, uh, they come off as tone deaf. I also uh, maybe he need maybe it's their way of saying look, James needs to take a step back and work on himself. Yeah. For a while, and not and not worry about representing the, the team and the community and doing all this other stuff um, that he does. So maybe that's it. But yeah, I think it would have come off as a bit tone deaf if you if you put him out there front and center. Uh, and I, that's probably a good idea. And uh, and look, they got other guys they can they can they Market. can turn to like Joe McCoy and Mike Evans and people like that. yeah
1: yeah no shortage of stars. Um, okay, so if you're Jason Light or Dirk Cutter. Uh, and you're entering this part of the season in training camp and in the preseason with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Griffin as your quarterbacks. And, you know, you're not going to have Jameis for three weeks before they get started. And, and, you know, there's always a chance that one or both of those guys will get hurt in the preseason. Would you bring in another veteran
0: quarterback? I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I would. And and the reason that I don't know, because I still think starting week four, Jameis is going to be your quarterback. And I think you could probably oh, sure. get through, through the first three games with mm-hmm. Ryan Griffin and uh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm curious about Ryan Griffin, Rick. You've been around this guy a lot. I They obviously like him. And I don't know what his future is in the NFL. I don't know if they expect him to eventually be the backup quarterback to Jameis Winston it will come next season if Jameis is still here. Um what do you think, like, Ryan Griffin's future, his? And if it if it is as a future backup, uh, does he have any chance of being the starter in week one when they open up against the Saints? Well, I
1: think that's going to be hard. Um, this did not help, I don't think, Ryan Griffin, other than it gets him on the field in a uniform for three weeks, uh, assuming he doesn't get hurt. Last year, very early in training camp, you know, he got hurt in the first preseason game. And part of that is because by the time he got in the game, they were playing a guy at left tackle that's probably now, you know, Uh, selling insurance or something because he wasn't a very good player. He did the matador block. The guy blindsided the quarterback and separated his shoulder, and he went on PUP. Um, They do like Ryan Griffin a lot, but he has this odd sort of, you know, history of having been there for going on now almost four years and never having played in a a regular season game, not even to take a knee. Um, But, you know, he he was out playing Fitzpatrick early in training camp and, and maybe through the first preseason game. He has talent. It just seems to me, though, that this might actually force them to, to give him less reps because I'm going to be interested to see how they work this. I mean, you, you have to get Jameis reps. He's your starting quarterback, and yet you have to get Fitzpatrick ready for the regular season. What does that leave for Griffin Right with guy with guys that matter? I mean, obviously he'll be taking reps. There's second team and, and all of that, um, and he'll play in the games. Uh, but short of I, – I don't know that there's going to be a real competition, you know, because yeah. it, seems, it seems like they made that decision when they re-signed Fitzpatrick. If they had so much confidence that Ryan Griffin was going to be their guy moving forward, even as a backup to Jameis, then you wouldn't have re-signed Fitzpatrick. You just said, well, we got our backup quarterback, and let's go get a young guy. Um, they didn't do that. I think, I think Fitzpatrick is a perfect guy for this situation because he has started before. He started last year. He knows the personnel even more than he did when he had to come in last year. And even though he's not playing the Jets-Miami – and um in atlanta um you know he's been there he's he started seasons he started games and and i just think they'll feel a more a bigger comfort level but you know if if it's patrick is wobbly and 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 griffin lights it up i mean dirt cutter can do whatever he wants i just think it's a there's the unknown versus the known and at this point you probably want to try to you know
0: well the question you do know the question is then if, so if you bring in a veteran quarterback and and I don't know who that veteran would be I don't know if we're talking like Well Colin, let's say you trade are
1: you are you trading for um and forget the Kaepernick thing for a side cuz that's not going to happen. Right but that's let's, talking, say, but let's let's say a guy let's like say you ca- trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Let's okay, say you give up there a, you go. a third okay, round perfect. pick. Yeah. $2 million a year player whatever he is 4 million I don't know. Okay just to say you know what I mean that that would absolutely you know eliminate Griffin probably as in in the starter conversation right. but you would have a guy behind. And Fitzpatrick's 35, so after this year, he's probably moving on. You sign him to a one-year deal. Would it be smart to have a young guy? Because let's say Jameis comes back, and he comes back, and he's out a month, team's not doing very well. Maybe he's wobbly. Maybe he doesn't play great. Maybe they have a bad record. You know? And you don't want to give him the $21 million at the end of the year guaranteed against injury yeah. if he can yeah.
0: pass the physical. At least you have something. Right. Well, and that's what it, that, that's the point I was getting to that. Yeah. If they were to go out and they were to get in, bring in somebody like Teddy Bridgewater, what you're saying, that's not that's not about being your backup. That's about not trusting Jameis at that point or like not having a could be or,
1: or it could be like, you know, we we want to see if, if this guy's better than Fitzpatrick
0: and we got a better chance to win now. Right. Well, I mean, and certainly that would, yeah, that would be a reason you would bring in a guy like that if you if you think you're you're going to improve your team's chances of winning in the first three games. But if you bring in Teddy Bridgewater, I think you're also sending a message. to You're talking to about next year. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about next year and a year beyond. Is is I don't know whether Jameis Winston's going to be my quarterback. Clearly, with Ryan Fitzpatrick here as your as your primary backup, he's not going to be your starting quarterback. I don't. You could go out. Look, they could go out and they win their first three games against the the the, the Steelers and the Eagles and the. And the Saints, Saints, I still have a hard time believing that Ryan Fitzpatrick will be your starter in Week Four. You know, um, well,
1: let me assure you, if they're three and you know he is.
0: <laughs> well, you're, yeah, yeah, because you're right. right. Listen, you're right in the column.
1: You're right in the column. I don't care. This guy's coming off a short week. It's Monday Night Football. You're going to Chicago. You're but he's not your long
0: term. He's not. I mean, as soon as he, No, loses he's the not game, your quarterback. As as you, I mean, he's not. But your, as soon as he, but if you were to, yeah. But if, if Teddy Bridgewater comes here and starts right. playing and plays really well, then all of a sudden, hey, you know, maybe maybe you do think about him as being, yeah. There there is no controversy with Ryan Fitzpatrick, really. No, no, there could be if you bring in a veteran quarterback. I don't think they'll do it though, Rick. Do you? I don't. No, I, I do can not see them bringing in Teddy Bridgewater or anybody or Kaepernick or anybody like that.
1: Not unless, not unless. Uh, I mean, clearly, they, their hand could be forced if Fitzpatrick got hurt. I mean, you know that that would now now you're grab bagging anyway. But um, right. But I think they had the, – I think they made this decision in March. Look, um, there were other guys out there when they re-signed Fitzpatrick. And and I, I cannot believe their surprise that Jameis was suspended. I, I don't believe that. Um, so, you know, I think their answer to this was, we're fine with Ryan. Did a credible job for us. He can start three games. We'd rather have him than than other people that were out there. So, I think they made that decision in, in – the rest will depend, I think, on injuries. I, I don't I don't see them doing anything just to sort of cover their tracks or worry about uh, worry about next year. But I've been wrong. Right, right, right. I, I've been wrong before. Jameis Winston aside, what's the what's the biggest story? What's the thing that you want to look there, for?
0: There is another one. There is another <laughs> story. I I, don't, I mean I, I'm not I don't writing see. any, but you're not it's, writing any, but it's hard. But to feel like, It's hard yeah. to feel like there's anything else going on with this franchise other than what's been going on with Jameis Winston. I guess I, I mean the thing I'm most interested in, Rick, is is. Um, is what this defense is going to look like you sure, know, that, sure. that was something that They came into the offseason Clearly trying to address mm-hmm. um, What, not only on offense Yeah, the running game a little bit They're they're trying to fix yeah, it out yeah. with Doug Martin on here But defensively is where they made their big strides They they used their first overall pick uh, Or their first round pick on, on a defensive lineman Their yep. big splash in free agency Was a defensive lineman uh, So they're trying to, uh, clearly Trying to get better on defense And particularly up front on defense And how that plays out, and look, if they have any chance in these first three games, uh, without Jameis Winston and going and going into uh, a tough place like New Orleans and and playing yeah. the Eagles and the Steelers, the defense is going to have to be the the ones that carry them. I think in mm-hmm. in those games, they're not going to go out and score forty points against the Eagles. That's not happening. But if they can if they can go out there and play pretty well defensively. Uh, Then they give themselves a chance. And really that we, we've seen the, that was the big difference, Rick. I thought between the year before last when they were nine and seven and last year. And I know there were times where the defense or the offense struggled and Jameis was out part of last year and they, they couldn't score a whole lot of points. And, but I, th- I thought their defense took a, a giant step back last year. So um, I don't know. That's- <laughs> last <laughs> last in the
1: league. The, the only yeah. the only place back after that is off a cliff. So yeah.
0: <laughs> so I mean, that's clearly that's that's to me is the other storyline in camp is uh, yeah is how that how that uh, defense looks.
1: I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we agree on that. By the way, I don't know if you noticed that, Joe uh, McCoy now has a Batmobile. He got, so an
0: actual Batmobile.
1: Well, he got a Batman insignia with his number on his Rolls Royce. It kind of looks like a Batmobile.
0: You know, I, I was thinking about doing that on mine, but now I changed. Now that Gerald's done it, there's no point.
1: On the <laughs> Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> or is it a Honda? I can't remember. It's, yeah, a, Honda. it's a Honda. It's a Honda Accord. Okay.
0: Although you wouldn't know it's an Accord because the thing that says Accord fell off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is it now? Like Act or Ord? It's just,
0: it's, it's just real light. It's like it's like a ghost. It's like a cord. You really oh, can't okay. see it. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you.
1: Um, let's move on to the Rays, and its second half of the season is getting underway here soon. Now that we've had the All Star break, uh, unfortunately, Wilson Ramos doesn't look like he's going to be part of it. For the very uh, near future, anyway, and maybe or ever again, all. maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe he, he maybe may we never play again him. for the Rays.
0: Yeah, right. That's...
1: Or just. Quits baseball. I don't really know. I do <laughs> well, he's, he's
0: got the hamstring. He's going to be out at least uh, probably a couple weeks and maybe right. longer. And the trade deadline's coming up July 31st. I would guess if, if there was some assurance that he could come back for at least the last month of the season, there are a lot of teams out there that would be interested in Wilson Ramos. Boy, Rick, I think this would be a big blow to them. And I, I realize that they're, they're building for the future, they're trying to start something here. Uh, and they're not necessarily looking at the second half of this year as much as they're looking at 2019, 2020, and beyond. But Wilson, I think Wilson Ramos has been a huge part of what they've been able to accomplish these uh, this last uh, couple of months here. I think he's one of those underrated guys. You look at him, and, and yeah, he made the all-star team. But uh, when we talk about the Rays, I don't know that we tend to talk about Wilson Ramos as much as we talk about Jake Bowers and Kevin Kiermeyer and, and Willie Adamas and all the other things they got going on. But, boy, re- have you could make an argument? This guy's as good a catcher as they've ever had, at least offensively. Um, and I think they're really going to miss this guy when uh, over the next couple of months, and maybe from now on.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. He's the best they've had um, as a healthy guy, both hitting and and I think defensively, he's very, very good. And also, I think what's been underrated, um, whether it's him or Sucre, is you know we talk about you know them. You know, talk uh, doing this whole opening day pitcher opening pitcher and right, the right. bullpen and how they do this, this ridiculous thing that's changing baseball. But the most pressure that puts on is your catchers who have to really dial in.
0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: To every single pitcher um right. and and handle you know where they've had 14 15 different starters already um mm-hmm. and, and and kind of be ready for johnny holstaff three out of five days so um whether it's what blake snell has done everybody's you know very complimentary to the way those guys call the games and i think i think the pitchers are going to miss them as much as anybody um
0: well and you so- meant you make a good point too rick because as as you know having played baseball on time that that sometimes pitchers will get into a, a groove, a starting pitcher will get into a groove. Oh, so, yeah, yeah Blake's Snow oh, yeah. out there. There are yeah. some nights where maybe Blake's Snow, maybe the changeup's not where it normally is. So right. you have to take – and so you start to call a game a little bit differently when you start to get the feel for that pitcher. But when you got guys coming in every inning and you have to almost like in the first two or three pitches establish, okay, what's working for this guy right now? Yeah. What's not working for him? Who's up? What? How does this play into, the, into Mike Trout's strengths and weaknesses? then it becomes a, a real hard job for the catcher. And, and clearly the catchers have done a really good job. Sucre, I, I don't mind Sucre behind the plate defensively. I mean, he'll, he'll be fine back there. But offensively, they're going to take a dip with Wilson Ramos, not in there.
1: I know every catcher gets beat up. But is there something about Sucre that it just seems like literally every at-bat or every hitter, is, is he's going to take a whack someplace?
0: It's I tell you what, and it, it's uh, – it, it, and all the ca- they all look the same to me. Like they uh, when they when they got their gear on, you know, <laughs> yeah. they all like kind of like look like men softball players all of them, A little you know, bit, like going yeah. back to the Jose or Molina days, you know. Sure. It's uh it but um but I I I'm curious to see how the, how this second half plays out in terms of their pitching, Rick. I I've said from all along that boy this deal has worked out way better than I thought it would. But mm-hmm. can they can they keep their uh, gas in the tank? Are they well, gonna do run you, I mean? Do you think it works? I
1: mean, what do, what are we looking at the second half? You think you think with uh, the possibility of losing Ramos, maybe they trade another starting pitcher. We'll see. But are they going? I mean, they're two games over 500, which is way better than I thought they would do. You had them winning more games than I ever did. I thought they were going to lose 100. You think the wheels fall off in the second half? You think the the the, 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 the 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 you know the rent comes due on all these all these pitchers throwing all these innings, or, or do you think they
0: roll forward and, and do well? i I think they're my guess is they're probably going to do okay. I don't know that they'll be two games over five hundred the rest of the way, but they're not going to be like twenty games under five hundred the rest of yeah. the way i think I think they'll hang in there. They're actually in a pretty good position in terms of how they want to move forward here because you've already had a season better than you've anticipated and i yep. the fans I believe are are satisfied with what they've seen this year so you've played well but you're not going to make the playoffs you're because of the way the situation is with the with the, the other wildcard teams making the playoffs is highly unlikely they'd have to go on some incredible tear and get some help from other people falling apart so that means i think they can go ahead and make trades i, I don't think people would be uh i don't think Rays fans would freak out if they traded chris archer Uh, I don't think they would freak out if, if, uh, you know, I think most people anticipate that trade coming. Right. So they can make some deals here in the second half to work for the future and not get killed by the fans who normally would be upset if you're sort of in the hunt and you're starting to trade away more veteran players, they can get away with it because I think they're in a really good spot with the fans right now that they are better than they, we thought they would be, but no one really truly is expecting them to make the playoffs.
1: Right. We'll see Willie Adamas back in in September, probably a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, that, that the, the people will like to watch that are coming up from Durham. You mentioned the fans, the athletic pulled 240 Major League Baseball players uh, and asked them uh, the worst city in the major leagues or worst cities. Would it surprise you that they said Oakland and Tampa Bay?
0: It, what does surprise me – now, the Oakland part doesn't surprise me because every time – I've covered the Rays when they've played in Oakland, and, of course, we stay in San Francisco. Nobody wants to stay in Oakland. Right. Uh, and you got – you know, San Francisco, one of the great places on earth, uh, right across the bridge. The tent, Now, they, they included ballparks. I've always heard, Rick, that the players don't mind the trop in, in a weird sort of way. Now, it's a day – Even
1: with the O-ring and the rings and all that? Yeah, or
0: like what? that. that's kind of funky, and they – you get used to that, but they love the clubhouse, and they love the clubhouse staff. It's a
1: nice clubhouse. Yeah, it's
0: a it's a really nice clubhouse, and and uh, you know there's there's the food is good there apparently for out of town players. The, the the like I said the out the staff uh, that works the visiting clubhouse at the Trop is is uh, considered to be among the best in baseball. So player, I don't think players mind being there. I was surprised though. When they, uh, yeah, when they, and I think they called it the worst fans too. Worst Oakland fans. And, yeah. that was
1: the that was the Rays and the Marlins for the worst. Fans, oh, that's right. right. Rays
0: and the Marlins were the worst fans. Now I could see that, Rick, and and again I think it's all it's all the same. It's all in the same stew here. With mm-hmm. and I don't mean Stu Sternberg. I mean you know it's sort of the same. You throw everything into the pot with uh, with ballpark and town and fans and no attendance. Yeah, what, I, it's city, not a fun though? place Tampa to be. Tampa Bay really the worst city. I mean, is that just the trop area? I well, I guess okay. So the Chicago Tribune, and you know, guys at the Tribune, they came out and called the area around the trop.
1: They specifically said said
0: the neighborhood, the neighborhood. So they're talking, and this is what the Chicago Tribune wrote: Downtown St. Petersburg, with its waterfront parks and cute restaurants and bars, is quite nice. But Tropicana Field is surrounded on three sides by parking lots and highways. That's okay. Nobody wants to spend extra time looking at the ugliest ballpark in baseball anyway. So they were talking, as far as the Chicago Tribune, Rick, and you. I, I haven't spent a ton of time, as much time in Chicago as you have. They were talking about the areas right around the Trop.
1: That's fine, but this, this proves to me one thing that no one at the Chicago Tribune attends White Sox games because <laughs> I have been to, uh, what do they call it now? Something Sully, or I don't even know. Guaranteed but old, Rate Stadium. Yeah. Guaranteed whatever Rate is. Stadium.
0: Yeah. Guaranteed right. Crappy Stadium is what I it would is.
1: make a joke that sounds like Rate, but it wouldn't be a good joke. But here's the thing. Um, look they built new comiskey or rather tampa bay built new comiskey for them that's true um, in the parking lot of old comiskey and i covered a game in old comiskey and i'm here to tell you it was surrounded i don't know if it's in you know i don't know my chicago geography it's certainly way on the south side um and it's you know i I, at the time anyway maybe i haven't been there lately um but at the time there was you know i don't know if caprina green i mean there were there were the neighborhoods were not a place you'd want to walk out you know at at one or two in the morning as we did baseball games i felt very unsafe there in chicago so i'm surprised that you know compared to compared to st petersburg i mean i know what they're saying with highways and parking lots i get all that you know you got fergs across the street and a police station that's ginormous um so and and then is the world of liquor's bar gone i don't i don't know if that ball is gone or not because it's Always a landmark, but well, I mean, uh,
0: I, if you're comparing it to Wrigley Field, yeah, you you can't walk out of the trough yeah, and immediately there's not the stumble into 17 yeah. bars, exactly. And and and, and Wrigley is a, and Fenway, those places are kind of unique in terms of right being able to. It's right, it's built in a neighborhood pretty much. But, but the I mean, White Sox, we're, we're complaining about walking out of a stadium. I'll tell you what, I've been to you've been to Philly, like Philly. There's Ugh. nothing around there, around no. that area, right there, to go and hang out and for and have dinner and do all kinds of stuff. At least the last time I was there, right. uh, you walk out of a lot of ballparks, you're gonna have to walk a mile or two before you get to the good stuff. And mm-hmm. Saint Petersburg, I, you know, it's funny, Rick. Like when you're talking about, a lot of people are talking about, okay, this new stadium going up in Ebor City, uh, hopefully at some point, and is what that neighborhood's gonna be like. And everybody says, "Well, it'd be great to be over in Tampa where there's nightlife and everything." I'd much rather hang out in downtown St. Petersburg. Right. That's now what
1: everybody. Than says. in Tampa, Every, everybody says that downtown St. Petersburg is the bomb now.
0: It's great.
1: I, I haven't been down there enough to know. I, I mean, I, I hear that and I see it, but um, everyone says it's just, it, it it is it is now. You know, not far from downtown is Howard Avenue and the, that strip of you know right. and, and you know. South, all Tampa, those, right. South Tampa and all those restaurants and things. But that's not anywhere near Ybor City. Um, no. So now Ybor City is its own sort of uh, enclave there itself. And, and I would imagine that people, you know, if they build a stadium, then there will be development and residential and in restaurants and things like that. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, Tampa right now, like I said, outside of Howard Avenue and Hyde Park in that area in South Tampa, doesn't have a lot going on.
0: What's the worst – I'm trying to think what's the worst stadium neighborhood in the National Football League. You've covered games at every mm, stadium. Wow, that. that's a and great that, question. And, the th- and the problem is a lot of them are are out in the middle of nowhere just because that's, yeah. you know, they got the property cheap and there's there's not really a whole lot to walk to around there. Like, for example, like San Francisco, I'm thinking, where they built that stadium. It's great. Well, that's, that's it's a in really San cool o- stadium. San
1: Jose or whatever. Yeah, there's, nothing a, there's nothing around Miami.
0: There's nothing around – and a lot of – a lot of stadiums, or there's there's not a whole lot around. But, like, I, and while you're thinking of that, I'll tell you the NHL. And it's funny you mentioned Chicago. The old United Center, or at least the the old neighborhood at the United Center, used to be a pretty scary place. I thought late at night where you would call. We would stay at the Drake Hotel, and we would have to call the Drake, and they would send a cab from the Drake out there. They'd start to meter and then start to drive out to United Center because you couldn't stand outside the United Center and get a cap. Now that may a have cab changed. Line. Yeah, yeah a cab that, line. that may have changed recently, but I know back in the day you used to stand inside with security until, until the, <laughs> until the, so there, yeah, the Chicago Tribune has a lot of nerve picking on film. Anyway,
1: Yeah. I mean, even, even I am thinking like Soldier Field is, is uh, off a highway. You're in, you're a little bit just south of the city, but you're still kind of downtown. Really, there's not I mean, a all lot the, of other
0: stadiums are like sort of out in the like Foxborough. That's kind of in the middle of nowhere. You know, that's
1: in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yeah, Green th- Bay's the cool- middle of nowhere.
0: No, no, Green. <laughs>
1: the, the coolest thing is I was going to say the coolest thing is Green Bay because it's in the middle of a neighborhood, like residential, and you know, great bars around there. I I would feel safe. I'm in just Green saying Bay. the
0: city's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Green Bay is the middle of nowhere. Oh, you meant Steve... the yeah, no, it's, <laughs> he meant, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's in the, it's middle a, of the Rose
0: Bowl's in the middle of this. Of I don't know if you ever been to the Rose Bowl, Rick, but yeah. the Rose Bowl is in the middle of a neighborhood. It's it's true. Like you're walking, you're driving down the street, and like, there's a nice house. Oh, look at this! Not this a nice. Oh, there's a stadium right there. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's it's unbelievable. You're it's driving down like venue. yeah. It's a yeah. It's a great stadium. I'll but,
1: I have um, to think about what's the, what's yeah. the worst stadium. We've we've walked we've walked home from a few of them. I know that. Oh
0: yeah. What was that? A couple of years ago, we got stuck out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas City, I think it was. Oh my <laughs> couldn't god. Couldn't get an we, Uber to come out. Yeah, there we couldn't get anybody stuff. out
1: there. Yeah, that was like being in the middle of a runway at an airport in in like Denver or something. Like you couldn't right. you, you couldn't see for miles, but.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I but I would take exception that. to the Chicago Tribune because I, I think again, yeah, yeah if you I mean, as soon safety. as you walk out of the Trop, it's there's nothing right there. But I mean, walk ten minutes, not even ten minutes, and you're gonna you're gonna find a bunch of cool restaurants and bars. Yeah,
1: yeah, I and I think it's gotten better. Who knows? Who knows when they? Uh, yeah. Who knows when they wrote this? Well, um, my thanks uh, to Tom Jones. Tom, we can read you in the paper. You got a couple more days like myself of Vacacione. You doing anything yes. uh, special the last week? I'm, I'm
0: hanging a lot. You know what I've been doing a lot? Hanging out in downtown St. Petersburg. And going. You know what? I saw a movie on vacation. I got to recommend this movie to everybody. What did you see? I saw Won't You Be My Neighbor. Have you seen this movie? The documentary Everybody
1: about is raving Mr. about Rogers? this movie with Mr. Rogers and how they walk out of there just crying
0: their eyes <laughs> yes. out. Yes. What, what the hell is this about other than Mr. Rogers? You know what? It's not. It's not about anything other than Mr. Rogers, and it's it's uh, it's Is interesting. that it's, fascinating. He's that fascinating about, how, and it's all about the show, basically, and how really? the show came together, and sort of his views on on race relations, and he got into very serious topics of of um, like politics and. and so like these Rob are Bobby interviews Kennedy.
1: Kennedy. that archived interviews that someone yes. had done with him for years and years or something.
0: Yes, yes, archived interviews, and then they also have interviews with people who worked on the show, people who were who worked on the. Um, you know, the crew, the people on the crew and uh, people worked at PBS and that sort of thing. And they, and they have like a lot of old footage of old shows. But this thing is seriously, I recommend it to everybody. Go, especially if you if you're, you know, remember as a kid watching Mr. Rogers. It was, but it's real. you walk out really inspired. It's a really good movie. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So.
1: I just remember Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live with Mr. They, Robinson's they, neighborhood. They
0: talk about that. They talk about that in the movie. In this documentary, they talk about Eddie Eddie Murphy and his imitation, and Second City did a spoof on it, and they talked about him being parodied. It's really – they cover everything. They cover everything. So it's a
1: great movie. Everybody says that, and I I don't know that it's one that I would normally go to, but maybe –
0: it was it was on vacation. My wife and I were looking. It was like an after. It was like one of the afternoons we were off and said, Hey, "Let's the matinee." Let's, yeah, let's go see it. So, if you have a chance, won't you be my neighbor? And then I guess there's a Mister Rogers movie coming out. Tom Hanks is going to play Mister Rogers, coming up in a in a movie in a couple uh, couple months. I think it's coming out. So
1: he's too old to do that, isn't he?
0: That's what my wife said. That she said he's he's kind of old, but I, maybe it's it happened later in his career. And apparently, it, what it's going to be is it's it's a it's not really a biopic. It's about a, the um, uh, sort of the friendship he had between a reporter who was doing a story on him. So they're just so taking is he like the one reporter, sl- or is he? No, Mr. no, Rogers. he's going to be Mister Rogers, and then it's just a slice of like it's just a slice of his life. It's not like the whole from beginning to end. <laughs> Mr. Clearly, Rogers. the end slice of his life. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but everybody, go see. Won't you be won't you be my neighbor? It's really good, really good.
1: Well, but speaking so, of Tom Hanks, and I'll let you go on this one. Is right. that uh I saw an interview. They were doing a, a thing on D Day and on, oh, yeah. in particular, on Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. and uh, sort of like you know, Steven Spielberg had certain people from from that era um, in the armed forces that were, I guess, consultants isn't the really word, but when he was when he was previewing the movie before it had been released, he wanted them to look at especially the first twenty three minutes. Yeah, right. Um, which is the landing and and all that. Sure. Um, and get their feedback. And um, most uh, the guy that was talking anyway said, well, you know, um, I, I, it was very realistic. Like I wouldn't have changed very much, but whatever. Um, and, and Spielberg kept pressing, <laughs> kept pressing, well, there's got to be something. There's got to be something. He goes, all right, all right, I'll tell you what it is. So there's one thing that, that I, you know, sort of disagreed with is that Tom Hanks is too old to have been that guy. Yeah, you know, in the movie, he was too old. Like they were all, you know, he would have never been that old in that war at that in that position. Um, and Spielberg goes, "Well, I can't change Tom Hanks." <laughs> like <laughs> that's what well, you asked. I mean, he's like that, that's the one guy. But did you ever think that, like, watching Private Ryan, it's like, you
0: know, I mean, you look at it, it's like Tom Hanks. But yeah, we should have known better because I, like a lot of the kids, like they were kids. They were, they were my 18, dad. Was listen, like, 18, 18, 19, 19 was there. years.
1: old. Every, but my mom yeah. had four brothers. Uh, the youngest was sixteen. They all enlisted. He lied about his age. Yeah, and I don't think there was anybody older than twenty, twenty-one.
0: Right, from her right. family,
1: and that's the way it was nationwide. I mean, there was some really uh, young, young men, the Greatest Generation, and all that. But
0: here, one more uh, Tom Hanks story. Since since we're talking about Tom, Hanks. I saw this uh, Ken. You know, Ken Jeong, the guy that played uh, Leslie sure. Chow in the Hangover movies. Okay, sure. And Why is he, he so went... angry. Why is he so angry? <laughs> He's so mean. So <laughs> the uh, so he was a. Uh, he went to Duke and he was studying medicine, I believe. And I don't yeah. know if you've ever heard. It. He's so doc- he was on the he's an story. Doctor, he's a doctor. Yeah. He's right. an actual doctor. Yeah. So he was on the, the show Get Up, the ESPN show that I apparently I'm one of the five people who are watching the show right now. So uh, <laughs> so I'm watching Get Up and Ken Jong is on there and they were talking about how great he was in Hangover and how the Hangovers become sort of a modern day classic. Like when we were kids, it was like, like Animal House and Caddyshack and, like, and Hangovers for for today people just love that movie and they were talking about his character and that. And then someone even said to him, so like a lot of people probably don't realize you don't have, you don't have that accent because he speaks with, you know, a sort of a, with no accent at all, you know? Right. And he says, people don't realize that you're, you actually don't speak with that, with that accent. And he says, yeah, you know what? I went up to, uh," he goes, I I was at a party and I met Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks came up to me and said, Oh, I didn't realize, Oh, you don't have an accent. And he goes, I looked at him, I go, what, you don't talk like Forrest Gump? It's acting, <laughs> dude. I'm acting here. <laughs> because I was waiting for you to come up and say, I love you, Jenny. He said, like, come on, man. Give me a little credit. And
1: that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right, Tommy, get back to all your vacation, man. And, uh, all right, again. We'll, s- we'll see you at training camp. Always good stuff from Tom Jones. Always good to talk movies with him. We're going to have to do a podcast of nothing but movies, man. I, I, I really enjoy doing that sometimes. Uh, well, nothing but movies. We always talk sports here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. That's why they call it Sports Day Tampa Bay. But always fun to uh, to kind of uh, go back and forth with that. So uh, this weekend, busy weekend in sports, and we'll be following all of that and talk about it on Monday. you got the Open Championship across the pond as uh, Tiger Woods – as we uh, tape this podcast, at least, is off to a decent start. The Rays and Marlins back in action this weekend now, after the All-Star break. They resume their Citrus series, this time at Tropicana Field. And then the Yankees coming to visit on Monday. And Bucks rookies on Monday reporting to training camp. It is here. The NFL season is upon us. Uh, no matter what you think of what's going to happen the first three weeks, the Bucks are back, and we're going to see what they can do in 2018. And make sure friends, that you go see my friend Annie at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. I'm telling you, look, $2,000, you're going to spend that on some good jewelry for your wife or your girlfriend. Uh, you know, Make sure you go there because when you do, you're going to get a five-day, four-night cruise to the Caribbean, your choice of cruise lines, your choice of destinations. It's a great offer for our podcast listeners only. Tell them Rick and Steve sent you from Continental Wholesale Diamonds. As always, we love your feedback. We'd love for you guys to interact with us when you can. You can reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB or my Twitter address is at NFL Stroud. You can reach me on email at rstrout at tampabay.com. As always, we'd love for you to rate and review this podcast. Steve, where can they do that?
0: Anywhere you get podcasts. So just use that podcast app on your phone or download a third-party app. You can always go through iTunes or Google Play, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or like I said, any third-party app. Just hit the subscribe button. That way it downloads to your phone every day automatically. You can listen whenever you choose. And if you share that with a friend, that helps us out a
1: lot. So thanks for listening. We look forward to talking to you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.